into the contest. It's Friday the 17th of December. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. Shane Lee, the kids are on holidays and I can see you celebrating. Yeah, Zara, who goes to a private school, has got eight weeks off. And the other two, Zara and Abby, got uh, six weeks off, mate. So actually, Tom uh, did his first career camp yesterday, so that was pretty exciting wow. for him, mate. And... Um, but as you know, Timmy, we need to find activities for the next six to eight weeks. It's uh, it's a lot of work as a parent, Tim. Yeah, well, it's the hardest work you want to do, Shane. That's what they yeah, say. That's it. Uh, today on the show, of course, we're going to unstitch what has happened on day one of the first test. Of course, no Pat Cummins. What happens next for England? They really look like they're up against it. And we're going to talk to the great Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. What about Paddy Mills in the NBA? Now, there's nothing like a healthy head of hair. Shane, when I first met you, those blonde flowing locks, well, they had a life of their own. Yes, Timmy. As they say, look after your hair and everything else will take care of itself. Now, I've got something for you too, Timmy, even with that silver fox look. It's called main hair care. Oh, main hair care. I know it. I absolutely love it. Yes, mate. Specialised men's hair care. Targeting scalp conditions to stimulate scalp and over time improve growth. Oh, it's a fantastic product. It really is. I also note that it's all Australian, fully organic ingredients, Shane. Yep. Not only will you look good, but the scent is just wonderful. Main hair care. I'm going to get it on today. And that's spelled M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. Shane, so you're sitting in a steak restaurant in Adelaide. You're the Australian Test captain, recently anointed. You're looking forward to go 2-0 up in the series with a day-night test match the next day. Then, boom, crash, opera. COVID, close contact, and you're out of the test. Wow. Even worse, Timmy, you just ordered your filet mignon and you have to go home. <laughs> That's probably even worse. But, uh, well, exactly. yeah, a bit of a debacle, isn't it? Um, and, look, we were lucky that uh, Lyon and Stark were in the same restaurant. They were just sitting outside. So they were only uh, regarded as casual contacts, hence they could play. But, um, yeah, COVID's, once again, getting, it's pretty strange by Creative Australia allowing um, players, particularly for a test match, to go out sit with the public and, Look, this guy's just got off a plane from New South Wales, so he shouldn't have been out either. You're supposed to wait to get your test before you mm. go hanging out in the public. So, um, yeah, a bit of a debacle all around there, Tim. You could say strange or you could use another word starting with S and say yes. stupid. Well, it was. Look, seriously, I know they've yeah. been in damage control and, and I don't want to go and pick apart people um, that are making these decisions, but how does it make any sense to be sitting inside a restaurant in the current climate with Adelaide, you know, they've put all those new rules in place and you've got two guys outside who are sort of in that alfresco area who are at the same bloody restaurant who are fine to play. I mean, last year they had the rule saying that you, you know, as long as you uh, ate outside, you're fine. Yeah, that's it, Timmy. The thing about common sense, mate, it's not that common and uh, a bad move by Cricket Australia here and I think – and look – they got away with that tonight. Look, I think it was, it was fantastic for Steve Smith to lead the team out there again, and it, that would have been a really proud moment for him, but uh, very, very disappointing for Pat Cummins, that's for sure. I, I think they're best off just coming out and saying, look, uh, we erred, Let's, we're, we're changing the rules, so from here on, I'm sure they will anyway, but yes. like from here on in, uh, like you go from an extreme bubble to, as you say, ordering a filet mignon and, and getting a yeah. uh, bottle of red decanted, and next thing you know, you're, not, you're missing <laughs> the test match. Um, it was... It was a bit off its head. Look, 
We're going to talk more cricket, um, of course, over the next few months because we're in the middle of the ashes. What about uh, Joss Butler's drop catch? That was the most simple catch. Even and my son goes, even you'd catch that, Dad. And like <laughs> Labuschagne was on ninety-five. Yeah, the Aussies Aussies look good, don't they? And uh, I predicted that Harris will be playing his last Test match, and I'm I'm on track there so far. And Butler took a very good catch off him down the leg side. But dropped two absolute dollies. Um, the one off Labuschagne, as you said, but he was ninety-five. Oh, that was. I mean, that's un, that's undroppable, isn't it? Like that's a great, great. Like, that's fourth grade wicketkeeper would swallow that. Yeah, well, it just goes to show you're not concentrating, and and the day hasn't gone to plan. I thought, I reckon they thought with the pink ball, uh, Anderson Broad would have made a lot more damage. But you know, Labuschagne and and Warner, the way they batted and let the ball go, that was world class uh, Test batting yesterday. Look, I felt bad for David Warner. He scored 95 again, um, missed out in 100, but he played superb. Um, and I think that having that sore rib actually helped him because he sort of was very restrained. But Labuschagne, he's, he's faced 275 balls to 95. He's going to grind out a double 100 here. Australia's going to be on top. Get ready for uh, Mitchell Stark to take a bag of wickets. How do you reckon Michael Nessa will go? I mean, he'll go well. He pitches the ball up, swings it. He's, he gets quite close to the stumps, can, can swing the ball away. Um, I think he'll be a little bit nervous. But, uh, look, Jai Richardson's taken a lot of, lot of wickets leading up in the shield, um, leading up to this test match. So he'll bowl well as well. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm calling – I reckon Stark's going to really stand up here as, as a strike bowler. Um, bit of pressure on him before the first test. And I think he's a pink ball specialist and he'll bowl superb. Yeah, I've got an English mate of mine. We have a standard bet for the Ashes. And I said, do you want a double or nothing? He was very bullish yesterday morning or the day before. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'll take double or nothing. And I'm thinking, you know, two for 200 odd. Australia cannot lose. I mean, they are brave words. But, boy, oh, boy, it looks like England. They're going to have to bat like they've never batted before. Yeah, it's 37 degrees today as well, Timmy. So they're going to be they're mm. going to be hot, and uh, they'll be pink by the end of it. The palms. Yeah, just like the ball. All right, this is afternoon sport coming up. We love chatting with him, Brisbane comedian Shad Wicker. I love a Friday this time of the day when we have a chat with Brisbane comedian, sports lover, Shad Wicker. How are you? G'day, boys. It's a beautiful day in Queensland, as always, as summer starts rolling on through. I'm sure you guys are excited, having a great, great little week with the cricket. But let's start with this uh, this American coach, Urban Mayer. He's had a mayor, that's for sure. He's an urban miss now. But uh, what's he doing? He's been caught dancing with girls on the dance floor and... And he's been sacked, mate. It's one of the um, one of the worst stories of the NFL this year. Urban Myers, the man's name, he is uh, a decorated coach from college football. Uh, he used mm. to coach the Ohio State. He was also a coach uh, of one of the most controversial teams in uh, college football history. If you remember the uh, Gonzalez, mm-hmm. uh, the Hernandez story, uh, he basically coached a team that is known as like basically a, a team full of prisoners that have that since then have been charged for murder, uh, armed robbery, things like that. He's an interesting character. Things like that. Things like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot worse, but we'll keep it. We'll keep it a PG boys. Um, but he, uh, he was. It was a big signing for the Jaguars. One of the worst teams in football. They saw, They uh, got into the draft. They got the number one best prospect that the NFL has seen in many years in Trevor Lawrence. This guy had never lost a game all through high school all yeah. through uh, college football, and then he comes to the Jaguars. This brand new coach. This is going to be great. <laughs> They've only won one game all year. 
And one of the biggest controversies just a few weeks ago was he was, uh, they were at a game back in his old place, back in Ohio. Uh, and instead of traveling back with the team after a very bad loss, Urban was like, all right, boys, you guys got on the plane. I'll meet you back in Jacksonville. I've just got to go down to my favorite pub and <laughs> grind up on a bunch of college students. Oh, no. <laughs> which he was filmed doing. Uh, while his team was suffering from one of their worst losses ever on the flight home. Now, that was controversy number one. It's also come out this week that one of the ex-kickers for the Jaguars has put in a complaint saying that during practice, after he missed a few kicks, Urban kicked him in the ass. (laughs) So this guy is one of the strangest coaches ever, and now it has finally ended with him getting sacked. But even worse, $60 million. This sacking could I mean, cost. Some people, some people think that they are bigger than life, don't they? Like, I mean, he would be absolutely across all the protocols, in and around phones, in and around social media. He would have been saying it to those younger people when he was coaching college football teams, whatever you do, don't do anything in public because someone will take a snap. And virtually, mate, he looked like, and God rest his soul, he looked like Patrick Swayze, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'd say you know what it is too. It's it's and it's a common thing in the NFL. It's the jump from college to NFL. Uh, you've got when you're a college coach, it's all about recruiting. It's all yeah. about just recruiting these great players with no like you know you've got you don't have to pay them because they're college athletes, um, student athletes. So for him, he would have been the big dog. In Ohio State, it would have been the Urban Meyer, the Ohio State. He is the biggest man ever, getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars to be the coach. You come to the NFL, you, you're playing with like you, you've got men playing for you now. You've got guys that are earning more money than you on your team. You can't treat them like children, which is what the biggest complaint was. But he'll still go back and sit with tens of millions of dollars on his payout because he got sacked mm. from a five-year contract. I mean, he'll be coaching a, a college team probably next week. To what I was not a big dancer myself personally, and you know, back in the day you, you would dance if you had to get the job done, but you know, you know <laughs> that's, that's an expensive grind on the dance floor, isn't it? Mate, honestly. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, he'd mark my words, he would be coaching a, a college team by the end of this year. Oh, there's so many places you could take that story, but I won't. Um, look, it was quite appropriate. Uh, I was watching the game here, the Dragons' last game of the year, that Corey Norman dropped the ball on his last play. Um, he looked he looked done, and now he's retired. Um, it's time, isn't it? Seems like you're sticking the boot in a little bit there, Tim. Jeez, all right. Well, okay, I'm, I'm, only going, I'm going to get going with the facts. He had a pretty ordinary old last year. Uh, with the Dragons, Corey Norman. I mean, it's it's nice to see that he didn't go and waste the team's time. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people that probably yeah, would keep point. playing and take the money, but he's like, no, I'm going to relax. But see, he's part of a, a group that we've spoken about on this podcast before, YKTR Sports. He's got a bunch of little companies that they've managed to build during his time playing rugby mm. league. Um, I say hats off to him. I still, you know, as much as, yeah, he did drop the ball in these last game for the Dragons, he also kicked a couple of field goals these past two years that kept the Dragons in the hunt for a lot of... Uh, mm finals runs so you know he's had his great moments in rugby league only one origin game but uh are you guys related you, you sound like you're talking him up like, <laughs> i might be going the other way but you're talking him up like Corey norman has been a bell around their neck that doesn't ring uh, but you know, anyway uh, he has it look early on he was a very good player no question i'll tell you who he can talk up is patty mills He's, 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 mm, let's, let's go for a up. positive spin yeah. shall we thank you <laughs> well, we both love him <laughs> Mate, Paddy Mills, Paddy Mills is the bargain buy of this season, unbelievably. And I'm not just saying that because he plays for my Brooklyn Nets, but mm. this um, 
This speaks to a big thing that's happening in American sport at the moment. Um, old old Corona's messing with everything again, this Omicron and whatnot, that uh, a bunch of different games across all sports have had to be close to getting cancelled. Brooklyn Nets only had eight players uh, available wow. for their game this week. And in the, NF- in the NBA rules, they were allowed to forfeit the game if they needed to. And uh, the team got together and said, no, we'll play with eight. Mm. And we'll see how we go in this game. And what re- what the end result was, was a triple-double from Kevin Durant and a game that went into overtime because Paddy Mills hit seven three-pointers wow. towards the wow. end of the game to get the Brooklyn Nets into overtime, which they eventually won. Now, this is a team with eight players, and one of the players missing, James Harden, one of the greatest players in the game at the moment, and also still no Kyrie Irving on the team. So Paddy Mills basically putting a team on his back along with Kevin Durant, who, if you remember back at the Olympics – became best buds yeah. uh, during that time, which resulted in them signing. I mean, he is huge right now and getting such recognition across the league as if he w- – it's an unfortunate thing for Paddy. This is the only unfortunate thing. His career is amazing. He's going very good now. It's a resurgence. Everyone's loving him. But because of all these injuries, he hasn't been playing the position he got signed for, which mm. was six-man. Now, if he was the six-man, he would be six-man of the year right now. He would win that for the, uh, for the end of the uh, mm. season. But he won't now because he's a starter. <laughs> He's one of the most oh, informed point guards going around. It's got to be worth more money now, and, it? Yeah, and that's that's the thing, Shad. Like what Shane just mentioned then and you mentioned and alluded to earlier. Um, he is right out of the bargain bin, isn't he? Because you mentioned names like Durant and Harden and the and the money that they're on um, is extraordinary in contrast. I know like for most normal people, what Paddy Mills is earning, and what I think it's 12 or 13 million, he seems a lot of money. But in contrast to what these other cats are getting, Oh, mate, if you're, you're talking about a guy that is filling the shoes of a player that's on a $60 million guaranteed contract, mm. Kyrie Irving's sitting there making more than Paddy Mills while he sits at his house refusing to play because of the yeah. vaccine. Paddy Mills' current contract is a two-year $16 million deal with the Brooklyn Nets. There are guys uh, that have only been in the league for two or three years that are on more money than him. Wow. He's the biggest bargain in the NBA right now. And I'll tell you this much, he will sign – I reckon he will sign a $40 million contract after that. Big bucks. Big bucks. He, he deserves it. And it's exciting. It's exciting because you think of it from an Australian point of view uh, with that bronze medal in Tokyo. And I think that that was a highlight for a lot of us that have been watching the boomers for years. But to think we're only, uh, you know, less than three years away from Paris, you've got Paddy Mills, you've got Giddy, you've got, you know, Matisse Thibel, who was all over Steph Curry the other day, plus Ingles and others. I mean, where they could take it to and if possibly Ben Simmons could get it right. I was going to say, I love that you didn't mention Ben yeah. Simmons at all there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, anyway. he's never going to play for us. I this is going to sound bad, but screw Ben Simmons. <laughs> like, we don't need him. He is. He has constantly, year after year, been like, "I'm going to play for the Boomers," or "No, I'm not. I'm going to go and practice my jump shot because of the NBA." And we watch him every year not practice a jump shot. Be horrible. I don't think we need him. We don't need him on the boom. What about Corey Norman? We get Corey Norman on the basketball court. It'd probably well, be better. Actually, got, I, I just got a text message from Wayne Bennett. Corey Norman's just signed an incentive deal with the Dolphins. Oh, so shut up. <laughs> Mate, we're going to sign that all black. You watch. We'll sign I'm one the- of those all blacks. Oh, Shad, always good to chat, mate. Uh, have a good one, buddy. <laughs> Cheers, guys. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you today to Shad Wicker. And our wonderful sponsors, Shane. Yeah, wonderful sponsors in Main Hair Care. That's M-A-N-E, mainhaircare.com. And the best in the biz, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back Monday with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. 
John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back.